This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Our story today is about... Whoops! I think I'm a little too far from the microphone. Let me just... Whoa. Oh no. Ah, sorry about that. Allow me to explain. You may recall that I often sit upon a hard metal stool when I tell you stories. This time, I decided to try out my rolling office chair instead, as it is a bit more comfortable. But the floor in my studio is rather slick, and I went rolling into the bowling pins I set up for later today. So, I am now switching back to my usual hard metal stool. In truth, it was never a good idea to sit in my comfortable office chair. I might have fallen asleep, which is unhelpful when you're trying to stay alert and tell someone a story. My hard metal stool and the prickly pillow sticking into my back are making all of this possible. Let's never forget that. Let's also get to our story. It's called The Badger and the Sofa. Take it away, Rohan. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. On a clear day in spring... A badger had a beautiful new sofa delivered to his burrow. The sofa was made by a local weasel, whose pieces were quite trendy in the surrounding area. The sofa was made of a variety of grasses, gathered from the local forest as well as some imported from far-flung forests. The cushions were produced from many layers of dried leaves from 17 different types of trees. It was a -a one-of-a-kind piece of furniture, and Badger was delighted to place it in a precise spot in his burrow. When he'd first glimpsed it at the local forest marketplace, he'd known exactly where it should go. Oh, this will fit perfectly in my reading nook, he'd said, clasping his paws together. The weasel had sidled over, smiling broadly. I paw crafted this sofa with reading in mind. You didn't. I did. Badger had imagined his neighbors admiring the sofa. Where did you find this gem? I couldn't possibly sit on it. It's a work of art. He'd purchased it right then and there, without even sitting on it, and was thrilled to hear it could be delivered in just a few days. The delivery weasels lowered the sofa off their cart and rested it in the grass next to the opening of Badger's burrow. There you go. Sign here, please. Badger wrinkled his brow. Uh, Is there any way you could bring it down into the burrow? The delivery weasel squinted. Against policy. Sorry about that. 
We had to stop delivery below ground about three years ago. There was, uh, an unfortunate incident. Oh my. Badger shrugged and signed the delivery form. The weasels got into their cart and drove away. Badger stood in the middle of the forest, smiling down at his sofa. The sun winked through the leaves. Birds called to one another in the treetops. Frogs croaked nearby. But Badger couldn't leave the sofa out in the open. That would never do. It would be taken in the night or used as some kind of playground for young creatures. No, it had to end up in Badger's reading nook where it belonged. The delivery weasels were smaller than Badger and didn't look particularly strong. If they could move it, so could he. Badger would simply nudge it into his burrow. He planted his hind paws in the leafy ground and pushed against his gorgeous sofa. It moved, but only slightly. Badger panted and was embarrassed for panting after such little exertion. He glanced around, wondering if anyone, a nosy bird perhaps, was witnessing his feeble attempts. Hmm, heavier than I thought. Badger pushed again and again, and slowly he nudged the sofa into the opening of his burrow. Now all he'd need to do would be to gently push it through the tunnel, leading downward into his home. Gravity will do most of the work, he told himself. At that moment, a cloud moved to block the sun, and the sunny afternoon became gray. If Badger had been a superstitious creature, he might have taken it as a bad sign. Badger pushed against the sofa once more, and it began to slide downward through the tunnel, just as he'd hoped. His heart soared, and he felt rather proud of himself. He imagined himself lazing on his elegant new sofa, nestled in his reading nook. He imagined himself falling asleep for a nice late afternoon nap, his book collapsing beneath his chin. Soon enough, he muttered to himself. Then he looked down and noticed the sofa had stopped sliding. Badger climbed down to the sofa and pressed against it. It didn't move. Just then, Badger's neighbor, Mauricio, appeared above him. Badger couldn't believe the timing of this. If Mauricio had come just a few minutes later, Badger would be showing off his magnificent new sofa in its perfect place in his reading nook, 
not panting and sweating with the sofa halfway down the tunnel of his burrow. Hey, Badger, Mauricio said, his brow furrowed as he took in the scene before him. Hey, Mauricio. What do you have there? Uh, this is my new sofa. It's one of a kind. I just had it delivered. Uh Uh-huh. Badger was appalled. From his vantage point, there was no way Mauricio could appreciate the exquisiteness of his new sofa. Badger suddenly felt ridiculous. Here, let me help you, Mauricio said. He was a chipmunk. Badger looked at him, perplexed. How would this tiny creature help him? But Mauricio did not intend to help by pushing. Instead, he slipped easily between the wall of the tunnel and the cushions of the sofa and called to Badger from the other end. It's stuck, Mauricio said, as if he'd discovered something. Badger sighed. Yes, I've figured that out. It's stuck against a rock, Mauricio clarified. Badger had worried this was the case. Years ago, he had dug his tunnel through fairly rocky soil. If the sofa was wedged against rocks, this was not going to be easy to fix. Mauricio scrambled back along the sofa to Badger. You know what? Let me get Priscilla. Priscilla? She's good at stuff like this. Before Badger could reply, Mauricio scampered off to retrieve Priscilla. She appeared mere minutes later as Badger continued his futile efforts to push the sofa down the tunnel. Priscilla was a mongoose. Badger didn't know her well, having only seen glimpses of her exiting her burrow. Hi, Badger. Hi, Priscilla. Without him asking her to, Priscilla slipped down to the sofa, inspecting it. She was very slender, and like Mauricio, she was able to climb past the sofa to the other side. Looks like it's stuck against a big rock. Yes, it is. Priscilla scrambled back through. What is it, a love seat? It's a sofa. Where'd you get it, Forest Mart? Priscilla said, smiling. Badger frowned. Forest Mart? He was horrified. In the dark of his tunnel, his neighbors couldn't possibly see the beauty and the uniqueness of his sofa. No, Badger said. Oh, I, I get all my furniture at Forest Mart. I'm sure you do, Badger thought to himself. Anyway, I have just the thing, Priscilla scampered off. Badger kept pushing to no avail. Moments later, Priscilla returned and slipped past Badger in a blur. Mauricio was up above, overlooking the edge of Badger's tunnel. He grinned. See, she's good at stuff like this. 
Badger pushed against the sofa once more, expecting to be met with the same solid resistance. Instead, the sofa moved several inches, then stopped. Woohoo! It's working! Priscilla cried. Badger smiled for the first time since his sofa had come into view on the delivery cart. How'd you do that? He called, feeling hope swell in his chest. Damn! Came the muffled reply. For a moment, Badger thought he'd misheard. Sorry, what did you say? I greased the sofa with huckleberry jam. Badger's smile faded. His eyes went wide as he imagined the corners of his brand new, immaculate, artisan-made sofa smothered with huckleberry jam. Priscilla scrambled out from the tunnel Beaming. It stuck again, but it did move like three inches. Uh Uh-huh. As Badger imagined himself scrubbing Huckleberry Jam from his sofa, the sky turned a darker shade of gray. Uh Uh-oh, said Mauricio. It began to rain. Not a drizzle. Not a sun shower. This was a downpour. Badger thought back to what the weasel had said when he'd purchased the sofa. The most important thing is to prevent the piece from exposure to any moisture. If it gets wet, it will have to be dried, potentially for weeks. Mildew could form if you are not very careful. No spills, not even one drop of tea. Badger watched as the upper end of his sofa became soaked with rain. It's waterproof, right? Mauricio said. Doesn't it have a covering or something? Badger didn't answer. He thought of the pile of walnuts he'd traded for the sofa. He'd saved them up over many months. Finally, after a long while, the rain stopped. The clouds moved and the sun came out. Mauricio and Priscilla had scampered home to wait out the storm. Badger had stayed, staring down at his very expensive once beautiful sofa that was likely ruined. He stepped forward to go back to pushing, and he tripped. Badger fell downward into his burrow tunnel and hit against his sofa. The tunnel had become slick with rain, and the sofa slid downward. It slid all the way downward into Badger's burrow. Badger couldn't believe it. He smiled whisker to whisker, despite the huckleberry jam and the rain. His sofa was inside his burrow. Wow. He clasped his paws together 
and again felt hope swell in his chest. He could scrub off the jam. He could dry the sofa. He could return it to its original transcendent beauty. His neighbors, maybe not Mauricio and Priscilla, but other neighbors would marvel at it. They would comment on how beautifully it fit, nestled in his reading nook. They'd ask about the designer, and Badger would provide them with the Weasel's Marketplace address. Badger was pleased with himself as he nudged his sofa across the burrow floor a few inches at a time. Finally, he pushed it into the perfect spot in his reading nook. He sighed with relief and delight. Badger examined his new furniture. There was huckleberry jam covering the edges of one end. The other end was wet from the rain. But Badger would worry about all that in the morning. He was anxious to live the moment he had imagined, reading a book on his sofa, perhaps drifting into a luxurious nap. He plucked one of his favorite books from the shelf and, for the first time, lowered himself onto his new sofa. <sighs> Badger settled into the cushions and shifted. He shifted again. He sat up then laid back down. He turned on his side, then on his other. Hmm. Badger turned this way and that. He got up from the sofa several times and sat back down in different spots. Finally, he sat up on the edge of the sofa. I probably should have sat on this before I bought it. He murmured. Badger's beautiful, artistic, paw-made, one-of-a-kind sofa was utterly uncomfortable. It felt as though he were sitting on a bed of pine cones, shifting beneath him. The cushions poked him in the back. It felt awful. I can't nap on here. I can't read on here. Badger got up and glared at the sofa. It didn't look very beautiful to him anymore. Badger spent several days drying the sofa by his fireplace. He scrubbed off the huckleberry jam until it was barely noticeable. Once again, the sofa looked rather fashionable. He'd hoped that in time, perhaps it would become more comfortable. It did not. Badger sold the sofa to a tortoise who planned to use it as a bed for his pet lizards, who had no standards at all when it came to sofa comfort levels. The tortoise paid Badger a quarter of the original price, 
Badger knew it was likely the best he was going to get. Badger's reading nook sat empty for many days, and Badger often looked over at it longingly, wishing he had a comfortable sofa on which to read and drift off to sleep. Eventually, he gathered up as many nuts as he could, swallowed his pride, and scampered off to Forest Mart. He sat on every single sofa they had, and they had a lot of them. They were not paw-made. They were not made of 17 types of leaves. But one of them was so comfortable that Badger fell asleep in the store and was awakened by a Forest Mart employee at closing time. Uh, sir? Um, you can't sleep here. This time, Badger measured the sofa and made sure it would fit down his tunnel. The Forest Mart delivery weasels insisted on carrying it all the way down into his burrow and setting it up in his reading nook. Store policy. We do the setup for you. Well, thank you. That afternoon, Badger fell asleep with a book splayed across his chest. In the coming months, he had many neighbors come over to visit. None of them remarked on the beauty of his sofa. But once any of them sat in it, they angled to do so each time they came back. Occasionally, Badger would return from the kitchen with some cups of coffee, only to find his guest curled up on the sofa, snoring. It always made him smile. Thanks to my hard metal stool and my prickly pillow, I was able to stay awake in order to tell you this story about the importance of comfortable furniture. Don't worry, it makes total sense. There's nothing quite like a supremely comfortable piece of furniture. I do not care how beautiful it is. If you don't feel like you're laying on a cloud, what's the point? I hope you loved this story. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to Rohan for supplying this super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to the many premium subscribers who supplied sound effects used in this story. Thank you to Axel, Eleanor, Josephine, Oscar, Austin, Jada, Nolan, Maya, Luna, Kieran, Alec, Osa, Arya, Rai, Navi, 
Aviv, Zoe, Quinton, Everett, Leland, Declan, Margaret, Noel, Laurel, and Oliver. Thank you to my Little Stories Premium subscribers who are making it possible for me to continue creating stories for children around the world. You can sign up for Little Stories Premium to get more of the stories you love, an ad-free, promo-free listening experience, and to access Little Stories for Sleep by visiting www.littlestoriespremium.com. And thank you as always, for listening in.